Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Typically, the questions we consider will line up with our larger topic for the season. That's certainly true for our time today. We're discussing the book of Genesis on Knowing Faith this season. And joining us today is Dr. Greg Allison. Dr. Allison is professor of Christian theology at the Southern Seminary and is the author of many, many books, including, but certainly not limited to, Historical Theology, An Introduction to Christian Doctrine. That's a must-have if you're interested in the history of the church and the history of theology. Sojourners and Strangers, The Doctrine of the Church, which is a, a fantastic book on developing a doctrine of the church or ecclesiology. He's also a pastor pastor at Sojourn Church East. And last but certainly not least, he's a dear friend of the Knowing Faith podcast. Dr. Allison, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. Kyle, it's always great to be with you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, we're honored, honored. So here's the big question. What was the early church asking about the doctrine of creation? Two big questions. How did God create? And when did God create? First, how did God create? Well, the early church affirmed that God created I'm going to use a fancy expression here, ex nihilo, created the universe and everything in it out of nothing. He didn't start with already pre-existing materials, but he created everything out of nothing by exercising his sovereign will, his power in accordance with his purpose and through his son, the word and the Holy Spirit. When did God create? The early church believed in a recent creation. It figured it this way. There were six days of creation, and according to several passages in the Bible, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years. Hmm. So you've got six days times a thousand equals a thousand years of existence for the earth. That means that the creation was not old, but is very recent. Hmm. One major figure in the early church who weighed in heavily on this matter was our good friend Augustine. And he added an interesting question to the mix. What was God doing before creation? Augustine's response, when God created the universe, he created time. So there was no time before creation. So he basically dismissed the question as absurd. (laughs) But Augustine was also interested in how God created. He believed God created through a two-step process. First, God created matter out of nothing. And then secondly, he molded that unformed matter into the world that would be fit for people. Hmm. His approach to interpreting Genesis 1 is also very interesting. He took an allegorical or non-literal approach to interpreting Genesis 1. So for Augustine, the six days did not refer to to literal days, but it was a device to show the progressive knowledge of creation. And and Augustine was fascinated by the question, when were the angels created? Well, he determined not after the rest of the creation, but at the very beginning. In fact, Augustine said, Genesis 1-3 talks about God creating light. Light was the angels, Hmm. which is very unusual. But then he understood that angels were created then uh, at the beginning, and uh, according to Genesis 1-3. But he also maintained the angels were not created on the first day, but one day. So he doesn't take Genesis 1 as being linear, but just talking about one day, two day, three day, and so forth. And he looked at the expression, there was morning and evening, and he understood this to refer 
to the progressive knowledge of the creation by the angels. Hmm. So we look at this and we go, this is very unusual interpretation. Right. Yet Augustine also held to a fairly uh, recent creation, and he warned about the problems people would fall into if they believed that the earth was old. So how did God create out of nothing? When God, when did God create the early church believed that the uh, creation of the universe and everything in it was a fairly recent phenomenon? Well, Dr. Allison, that's fascinating. Can I ask you just one follow-up question as we land the plane? Sure. There is... There has been no shortage of ink spilled on the question or the doctrine of creation. You know, uh, uh, it feels like it is, uh, it's an ongoing conversation and has been certainly in the global West in, the, in my lifetime and certainly before that in terms of the mechanics of creation. But when you read the church fathers or you hear the church fathers speak, it certainly sounds like their voice is being shaped by other considerations than maybe the considerations that we have. For example, like very few times do Christians now talk about the doctrine of creation without any reference to the doctrine or to the idea of evolution or naturalism. But that certainly seems different than how the early church fathers were speaking about it. They didn't really feel the need maybe to respond to that because that wasn't really a dominant view yet on the table. Is there, was there, what was kind of the cultural milieu that the church fathers were, maybe just one aspect of the cultural milieu that many of the church fathers are negotiating with as they're talking about the doctrine of creation? If it's evolution for us or Darwinism for us, what was maybe one of the dominant perspectives out there that they were having to talk in conversation with? Can I do two? Of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. First, uh, they're, they're battling against the philosophy that was prevalent that the universe is eternal. Okay. Right. So they're saying, no, they were very strongly against the view of the eternality of the universe. Right. Only God is eternal. God creates out of nothing. Here's the point of bringing ex nihilo out of nothing. No, the universe doesn't exist. And then God forms it. God creates out of nothing. So they're battling against this idea that the universe has always existed. Secondly, though they're not dealing with evolution like we are today, they are battling a theory we would call the atomistic theory that the uh, universe uh, actually exists of these very, very small particles. They call them atoms. Don't think like atoms like we do scientifically, but very small uh, pieces of of, of existing things. And and basically the universe came about by the collision, the random collision of these many, many atoms Mm -hmm. that would collide randomly and they would form more complex and bigger uh, species and, and living things. Uh, Some would even hold that uh, God himself was created by the random uh, collision of these atoms. And so they are battling and they they basically say this idea is absurd. This idea of random collisions producing what uh, what we we experience here. They say that's absurd. And so then they would say we Christians worship God for his creation. We are thankful for him, for his providence, for his a superintending of the creation for his sovereign will and purpose in creating. Okay. Ah, oh, that's fascinating. Dr. Allison, I love it when we get to have you on. I do too. Show. Yep. I love it. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, Listen, After the Fact is brought to you by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. If you want to study with incredible professors like Dr. Allison, head over to sbts.edu and discover why Southern Seminary is trusted for truth. 